Oh, hi, Greg. Oh, we're back. You're tearing me apart. <laughs> the room? Why the room? Uh, it just seemed like a good thing to start with. Oh, the room. Well, it's been a while. Yeah, we've uh, had weekends, and I was I was in Seattle for ten days, mm -hmm. nine days. It was awesome. Got to hang out with John Spoden. Yeah. Which you've met on your trip out to Seattle. Dude is awesome. Dude is awesome. We went mountain climbing. Something that you probably wouldn't have no, enjoyed very no. much, but it was it was a lot of fun. Mount Sai is probably one of the closest mountains to the city. Um, that glass isn't clean. Mm -mm. Ew. No. Ew. All right, you talk, keep talking. I will get a new glass. <laughs> so my glass poured, as you would expect a craft beer radio glass to pour. Not a single nucleation site on the wall. And Greg's poured like one of those Instagram photos that make me want to vomit immediately. Um, I guess my quality control, sometimes they slip through. I guess sometimes they slip through. Yeah, I mean, it, it's bound to happen, but... <laughs> There's a lot of bubbles. A lot of bubbles. All right, let's see. Bad luck, Greg. Man. Here. Use my glass. <laughs> I'll go rinse the barrel aged beer glass before the main show. Mm. Um, so we climbed Mount Sai. It was, you know, I'm not a mountain climber. Mm -hmm. But it, so it was, it was a good hike. It was a strenuous hike. We hiked it at a pretty, not as fast as some guys. Like there's guys that run up and down that mountain twice. For fun, because <laughs> um, they had nothing else to do on a Saturday morning, um, or nothing else they would rather be doing on a Saturday morning, I should say. Um, so we, I thought we set a pretty good pace. It was a good workout. Got to the top, it was cloudy on top. Really couldn't see, you know, um, much scenery, but it was a good time. And then we stopped at a couple breweries, and he had a family thing, so he left me at Urban Family. And uh, like I made friends, <laughs> like, <laughs> talked to these this one these two guys for a while for a couple hour probably an hour or so, and then they left. And then there was these two ladies, and I just started talking with them. Turns out they were going back to practically Redmond, so they were my ride back. So I hung out that hung out with them for the rest of the night, and it's a good time. And you also, I did yes, I, I used a vaporizer. Um, oh, it just was. Kind of caught me in a mood, right? And uh, well, I think because it, it's it smelled like citra hops, right? <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> and uh, so I tried it, and then I was at Ruben Brews when I tried it, and it um, did it affect you? Taste? I I think it might have um, not. It didn't make me sloppy like the tincture did, right? Well, right? you were also but, you were yeah. super drunk. Yeah, you know, so well, I was fairly drunk. Too, so. But you were like, but, but you were Great American Beer Fest drunk. Yes, yes, I, yes, I was not yes. Great American Beer Fest drunk. Yeah. Um, I didn't have much. I no, I, didn't, I, no yeah. I don't know what it. I can't really account for what it did or didn't do. Well, we'll try another time. As, and as long as you're okay with the, you know, the the vape stuff, that <coughs> there's easy enough things to do with that. Yeah, I think so. Occasionally. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it, it, you know the important thing is. Um, I understand you know you don't want to smoke stuff, but you know as long as you. Like there are plenty of ways to get stuff into your body, 
uh and through your eyes <laughs> but i mean just because like it it resembles another another thing tobacco doesn't mean it's necessarily exactly the same uh it, right. it is that it certainly won't cause you nearly as much harm to do like one or two puffs of something right uh versus you know pack a day shenanigans right so yeah but uh so i went to um Squalmy falls which is out by the mountain okay nothing nothing too amazing and then john took me near his house we went to holy mountain which you've been to right you were at holy mountain yes yeah and then he took me to urban family which i don't think you made it to and then we went to rubens i seem to recall urban family okay. i think he may have i think he may have gone there i think and on his recommendation but with, maybe that's it because he said yeah. he didn't take you there but mm-hmm. maybe you went on your own um another garage right and there was at least when i was there there was a seating up front and then like a row of barrels and the bar was off to the left when you know they had like a yeah they had like an outside like a outside like add-on building where there was an extra bathroom like out by the deck i mean it's it, yeah, it's been yeah. four years right oh has it been that one okay. four three or four yeah okay anyway so yeah we have an urban family on the show tonight the perpetuation the sours are really good. Yeah, when I was, I, I think that was the place where I had their, um, their goza or no or or something. It was some kind of sour. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Holy Mountain had a, a several sours, several hazes, you know, several. I remember, uh, I sent you a ditty. <laughs> I think that was the place I sent you a ditty from. <laughs> oh, ditties! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the highlights of the internet. Yes. Why did it? Why did it burn so bright? <laughs> um, I didn't do much, too much beer traveling after that. I had some beers around town. Went and over in Redmond, I went to a place called the Tipsy Cow. Good burger joint. They had a good beer selection, so I got some other local beers mm-hmm. there. Um, wasn't really keeping notes. I can't remember what I had though. Uh. And I spent a lot of time in the the Maker Garage at Microsoft. They have a. We talked about this before, I think, right? They have this like make shop, like a tech shop there you can use in your spare time. So and it was like real close to my hotel. So I spent like Saturday in there learning how to use the laser cutter and stuff like that. Or not Saturday, Sunday. What can you? What are you going to do with the laser cutter? Just cut things. With lasers, exactly. Uh, so the one thing I didn't get to bring it home, I planned poorly, and the laser cutter was on the fritz, so I didn't. I don't think I have a good. I don't have a good picture to show you, but I got a. Excuse me, everybody. I'm just getting out. Yeah, two things. I two projects I had in mind. One was to get some acrylic and etch it, because there you ever you know what an edge lit acrylic sign is. Basically, it's clear pl- clear plexiglass, right? Mm-hmm. But there's etching on it. Mm. And when you shine LEDs in the side, yeah. you don't see it until it hits the etching, right? And it kind of illuminates. So we're going to do an Alley Makes edge lit acrylic sign. I found some scrap acrylic there. Burned. Looked pretty good. There was one scratch on the scrap acrylic. Left it in the closet in the hotel. Mm. So didn't, get, didn't bring that home. And then the other thing was the uh, laser cutter could do... 24 by 18, so about the size of this tea towel right here, right? Okay. So I went to Home Depot, got some plywood, some nice sanded plywood, had them cut it down. So I had 24 by 18. I got an 1820s map of Pittsburgh, mm. and I etched it on there. I was going to bring home the, as a tabletop, and I was going to make an end table out of it. The laser cutter kept jamming on me because, because the one motor was going out. 
So I got a map of Pittsburgh done, but had one little mistake in the middle. When I tried to restart it, it restarted offset by a half an inch, and then I caught it. So there was like maybe an eighth of an inch where there was like a misprint, and then I reset and printed over it, so it wasn't perfect. Um, it was fine, but not perfect. But then I realized it was too big for carry-on, and I wasn't going to pay $25 to check a tabletop that had a medium mistake to it, so... Yeah, uh, they're they're John's place right now. <laughs> He's gonna hold on to them, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with them. Maybe he'll either throw them out or burn them. Or if he can do something like that with acrylic, then maybe I could give you like a thing of a bunch of like equations to put on there, and I could make a light up thing. Yeah, I got a whole bunch of plexiglass. So I got a whole bunch of plexiglass in the garage, and Allie's school has a laser cutter. It can't do as big. It's only an eighteen by twelve. But something next, like, but next week, something I'm, like like that. But not exactly yeah. that. But, but next week, I expect to be able to get some time on the school's laser cutter. And it'll be able to do that acrylic. So, absolutely, do I have the material and could do something like that. We talked about the Pioneer plaque before, but yeah. I do find it interesting. Um, we talked, I mean, I, I think that one of the things that we discussed was the arrow right and how that mm-hmm. is a cultural artifact yeah. of humans and so it's weird that that like that would be something that wouldn't necessarily translate but when you think about it this guy up here which mm-hmm. is this is this is if you look at the pioneer plaque online um this is this is the plaque that was added onto the Pioneer spacecraft, the first spacecraft that was going to go outside of, of mm-hmm. the solar system. So Carl Sagan and some other people d- devised a, a plaque just in case, on, on the off chance that somebody might come across it one day. Um, there's a lot of interesting things, but I know that uh, there's a, the story behind it is they devised a method of of, of communication of of giving some way of translating numbers uh, and. They then gave it to like a whole bunch of scientists to see if they could figure it out, and no one could. Okay. <laughs> but then once they explained it, everyone was like, "Oh, that's brilliant." Okay. But mm-hmm. so the the main key is in the upper uh, left hand corner, where it looks like two circles, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a line in between them, uh, and the first circle on the left has uh, like looks like a dot with a line going down from it in the center <laughs> and a dot with a line coming up from it above it on the circle. Mm-hmm. And then the one to the right of it has the same dot with a line coming down on the center and a dot with a line coming down on the circle to the right. So the one on the left has a dot with a line going up and the one on the right has a dot with a line going down. Uh, and then in between that is another line and there's a tick, like a little one but it's really supposed to be like a tick mark. So what that is supposed to represent is the hyperfine splitting of the uh, of the ground state of hydrogen, which is about twenty three centimeters uh, in terms of the the wavelength of, of light that's produced by the hyperfine, hyperfine okay. splitting of hydrogen. Uh, it's the idea is that this is a um, this is pretty much universal. Hydrogen is, is the most uh, abundant element. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is pretty much a universal thing that should be constant everywhere. Right. Uh, I don't know how well that, that translates. Right. You have to know a lot about and, and a lot of assumptions about what this means in order to get that. I figured it had something to do with hydrogen with the ones, mm-hmm. right? You know, one atom, one electron. I thought the 
the arrows had to do with the electron. I thought maybe it was like diatomic. The arrows do have to do with the electron uh, and the nucleus. So what Mm -hmm. you're seeing is so uh, this is the fine structure splitting where there's a there's this is a slightly. I was just going to show you. Oh, that's that's the map of Pittsburgh. I see. Yeah, that's cool. Um, This is a slightly uh, less energetic version of this. Okay. So there's a slight energy difference between them, and that energy difference is a 23, uh, 23 gigahertz photon, right? Something like that. Um, no, not gigahertz. Twenty three centimeter photon, which is, would be the microwave. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's it's it's a weird thing to try to translate it because i mean you have to know a lot about uh you know the atomic world and also assumptions about circular orbits which is sort of something that is not yeah it's sort of how we i mean how are you going to communicate with a race that yeah that's that that's the question and so they're trying to use like what's the what's a very fundamental thing of physics right but also, you know, I presume it somehow builds upon some other part of the diagram. Yeah, so there, there's the this there's a diagram of the Pioneer spacecraft mm-hmm. itself, yeah. uh, which is then there's a, there's a diagram of human yeah, beings popped up with a thermometer warning. So it's trying to represent the size of human beings here in this. Mm. Okay, because the in spacecraft terms of, is in is right behind them. Right. I didn't even consider that. And so this, so she is about, in terms of twenty-three centimeters, like about eight times twenty-three centimeters. Okay. Uh, so they try to represent that binary here as binary eight, and they use binary all throughout here. Uh, it's it, it 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 doesn't fit any. I mean, first of all, we don't consider Pluto a planet anymore. Um, the there's this pulsar map. That is, I mean, it's it's a it's a lot. Well, how you know how it seems like it'd be very hard to take this two D sketch of a point in space and from a different perspective. Well, the idea is that they give you the I think the the the, the pulse of these different pulsars and so you can oh. then triangulate where the earth oh. is in the center here so they're giving you the pulse rate of all these pulsars oh, I and i think then the, the the magnitude of the lines has to do with distance right uh and so you can use that to triangulate where where the earth is right because you should be able to find several of those pulsars and they're and each one of those is probably a unique right I think that was before we, you know, really understood pulsars, and they 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 do slow down. And... <laughs> a lot of this is before we had a great understanding. But it is a, we don't actually expect aliens to come across this anyway. It, it, it's a it's a tiny, tiny piece of dust, you know, in in the universe. There's no reason for it to ever find anything. But the exercise, I think, is useful for yeah. humans, right? Trying to figure out how you would. Mm-hmm. You know, if they show up orbiting, you know, they, they probably have already thought about it. They'll know how to communicate with us if they wanted to, but. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the idea of 
and also this is supposed to represent the, the numbers here are supposed to represent how far mm-hmm. the, each of these planets are from the sun uh, yeah it, it's it's not I mean it's it, it's pretty brilliant in terms of what it's trying to do uh, it probably wouldn't actually work because without some sort of guideline right how would you how would you even really begin and you could easily mistake something for something else and go off on it i mean because well, scientists couldn't you know have problems figuring it out right especially they're jumping to different conclusions right, right. And... interesting it is interesting it's interesting like if only we had some aliens to test it against <laughs> That would make it a lot easier. Well, we could show it to octopi, but I don't believe octopuses rather. But I don't believe that. Uh... <laughs> you don't think it was transpermia for that? <laughs> they hitched a ride on a comet. Yeah, that was a weird one. They they came out that thing of uh, that that story. Uh, there was I was listening to Science Friday, I think from last week, and they were talking about because um, it was cephalopod week or something. Mm. And the lady was kind of talking about like where does octopus intelligence kind of fall on the scale of intelligence and it's you know somewhere between three-year-old and dog and cat they'll recognize you mm-hmm. they'll, they'll understand that you'll feed them you know so you can get pavlovian response for sure um but yeah it's not like they're picking world cup teams <laughs> uh yeah it's not like they, they they're really good at like escaping from stuff but that's more just we don't you know they see the world in a different way than, than we do. They're entirely different. I mean, they're mollusks, right? They evolve in an entirely different way than we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's an interesting, yeah, it's an interesting question. But unfortunately, they're they're not long lived enough for them to really be a yeah. communicative species, and they also are not social, which probably hurts. In turn, I mean, one of the reasons why I think we are so able to be communicative is because we're so social. Yeah. Points. Point. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. I didn't see the story. But yeah, you mentioned Chris Hardwick's a creep now. Yeah. <sighs> this is such a nice guy. Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He lost all his shows. AMC stopped his show and oh man yeah I didn't even look it up I just saw it because you told me that when I was out in yeah. Seattle I forgot to look it up huh he was America's sweetheart <laughs> no longer we had to find a new one um I did want to show you this uh this tweet that I liked New kettles are gravy. <laughs> and the the caption is, has craft beer gone too far? <laughs> kettle, sa- kettle soured gravy. I don't know what that means. I'm trying to think. I mean, gravy... Gravy's like, what, meat juice and cornstarch. Right, or flour. You can use flour right. as long as you keep it hot. But it's just meat juice and starch. Some thickening, yeah, some starch. And I guess I guess you get lacto in there and kind of. I guess. 
Would you like a yogurty gravy? That, there's like the, the tangy... Oh, I'm trying to think, but there's... There's tangy gravies. There's been some great onion things lately, like... Uh, you're deleting your account? We'll be sad to see you go, says Facebook prompt showing user photo of your own dead body. <laughs> 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 this is a good one this guy Mike Drucker time machine opens I emerge onto my childhood bedroom child me wow tell me about the future future me everything you love now will be even more popular the nerves win child me oh my god that's great future me nervous <laughs> okay hold on I've also got some bad news <laughs> <laughs> Mm. These are the jokes, folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. This is... Life sucks. Yeah? Did you see the news that just broke this afternoon? That jacket that Melania, Melania and Trump wore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How fucking tone deaf can you be? Pretty, pretty she had a jacket that said, I don't really care, do you? And she right. was traveling to the border right. for the kids' stuff. I saw a funny joke. It's like Melania, Melania Trump hasn't, because it was like a $39 jacket, mm-hmm. Melania Trump hasn't worn anything that cheap since Donald Trump called, called off her, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, six months ago or whatever, before the Excess Hollywood thing came out, but. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was an onion story. That jacket. And it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Like, I like had to like double check it. Like, like, there's no fucking way that's real. <laughs> I like this one where it says, "I like that one of these YouTube channels where every video t- thumbnail is just bullshit." <laughs> it's a guy. <laughs> it has his, him with an Uber driver sucked me off, and it's like it's weird, and it's funny. You have to kind of see it to get it, but it's, uh... it's clickbait. It, yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh... The training was really interesting and really good. I was expecting like how to manage people type training. Mm-hmm. And it was like look inside yourself and figure out what your purpose is type training. Like like new agey stuff, which I would have like been like, what the fuck am I flying to Seattle for? But it was really good. You know, they had a really good like intro into the thing to get everyone bought in and you know accepting of it and uh it was hard training like second day like kind of tears you down to your pulp and oh then, yeah and well, uh, <laughs> like like basic training <laughs> like you feel like you, i just I, I it was good because we traveled there was three of us from pittsburgh who went so we were just sitting in the courtyard of the hotel having six packs and mm-hmm. like just like decompressing and everything it was I'll be a uh, I'll be a better manager but I will be a uh, better husband and uh, just better in general I think from this thing so wow it was good yeah it's and you know I don't really uh, I don't know I'm, I'm more open with my feelings than like my dad is but still like this one made, made me confront like a bunch of stuff that like I would have had packed away you know so it was pretty deep what did it make you feel? How did it make you feel about the way you've been titling the shows the past couple of weeks? <laughs> I was okay with it. 
<laughs> See, it didn't work. Then. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> never gonna give you. Oh God! Never gonna Why? put you down. Jeff was like, "This never is going gonna... somewhere." Like he he was telling me that these titles they're going somewhere, and I was like, oh. "Okay." Plan A didn't go. I, my initial plan was just bad, so I had to come up with Plan B. Just Rick Roll. I put, I put a lot of thought into it. I'm sorry. I failed. So I'm going to be titling shows from now on. I'm going to start with an apology title. <laughs> and, unless I refuse. Uh, okay. Let's go on to just do the, do the show. So what was worse, the Rick Roll or the bad pun in the Rick Roll? Uh, the Rick Roll. Oh, really? I thought the yeah. bad pun was worse than. No, the the fact that it was a twelve year old internet joke was the worst part. <laughs> yeah. I am forty one. My jokes are bad. Yeah. These are the jokes, folks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to on to beer. 